This week on Stay in the Truck, we'll preview week eight of college football. So grab you a cold beverage and let's go. Welcome to Stay in the Truck, the ultimate podcast for sports enthusiasts and avid gamblers alike. Each week we'll provide you with invaluable insights, analysis, and tips to elevate your game. We can be found on all major podcasts and social media outlets. See the show notes for details. Stick around to the end to hear this week's most boneheaded sports moments with our Stay in the Truck Awards. So let's jump right into this week's show. All right, guys. Week seven is in the books, and it did not disappoint. We were uh, had a little bit of everything with several ranked teams getting upset and an outstanding top 10 showdown in the Pac-12. I'd like to give a big shout-out to Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. <laughs> for, uh, as a Falcon fan, I'm tired of seeing 28-3 on T-shirts and all over the place. And now that uh, there's a new standard set at 29 to nothing. So appreciate yep. that, Deion. Prime time. That's what happens when you can't run the football, man. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. No discipline. God only knows. Well, we already know they don't play defense. Nope. The receiver for Stanford, um, what was his name? Sam, is it um, A.M. Manor has like no catches or no yards in the first half and then goes absolutely. How many yards you said? 294 yards <laughs> on 13 receptions. God. One of them was a 97-yard touchdown. Jesus. They put up 19 points in the third quarter, 17 in the fourth quarter. And how many did Colorado score in the second half? Seven. Seven. 14 if you count OT. Yeah. Just a disaster for – just a dumpster dive for their season. I mean, they needed that game to to propel forward, and and the rest of their schedule is going to be tough. They might not go to a bowl. I mean, hey, let's talk real quick while we're on the Pac-12 in Colorado because the next game – one of the games they got coming up that's going to be the only one they really probably have a chance to win is Arizona, who – there's somebody on this podcast brought up Arizona last week as the best three-and-three team in all of college football – that same Arizona team went to Washington State this weekend to a number 19 Washington State and took Cameron Ward and his boys to the put them through the ringer at 44 to 6. Held Cam Ward to 192 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. Cam had a QBR of 29, 28.9. Yeah, and that's the game that Colorado had a chance to win on the rest of their schedule. That Arizona game. Yeah, Washington State scores so. six points in the first quarter and doesn't score again. I mean, Didn't do nothing. Yikes. Look, Arizona, they should have beat USC. They should have. It's so. the dumbass coach. I don't know what he was doing there. He should have went for two and ended the game right then and there. But, no, he plays for overtime. Let's let Caleb Williams get back on the field. Now, that was two two weeks ago. But, yep. I mean, they're, so. they're, hey, they are definitely by – Probably the best four and three team in the nation. Well, I'm telling you, I, I saw something in them, and uh, I knew it was coming. Moving on to uh, what else we got out. Uh, the Pac-12 was packed this week. How about uh, before we get into that Oregon-Washington game, did uh, anybody take notice of the UCLA-Oregon State matchup? Yeah, UCLA's in trouble. Man. They don't have a quarterback. They can't score? Nope. They don't have a quarterback. The kid is just not ready. Dante Moore at uh, Detroit, Michigan, He is. he's just – He's not ready. And they had to play catch up that whole game. Yeah, Their defense didn't have a chance. They only held the ball for 22 minutes. Yeah. Oregon State dominated time possession, held the ball for 38 minutes, 
um, and just ran up and down the field. Now, here's the funny thing. We kept saying uh, a few weeks ago we were talking about Oregon State and how the real DJ ukulele was going to stand up from Mm -hmm. Clemson. Well, he still is not playing well. He had 128 yards passing. They absolutely demolished UCLA just running the ball. They just ran up and down the field. And, I mean, Cameron still terrific running back for UCLA. 22 carries, 110 yards. He had a touchdown. But that's what you know, that's what Chip Kelly wants to do. Yep. He wants to run the ball. But when he gets behind and you got a freshman quarterback that you you have no idea what he's about to do except turn the ball over, then, you know, Chip, his hands get tied. And that now they do have a legit defense. UCLA can play defense. But again, like Colorado, when your defense is on the field, or anybody for that matter, when your defense is on the field more than your offense, you're going to have a problem. Well, I think I think that uh, both those teams, even though they're having great years, I think that they're out of the running in the Pac-12. They are. I mean, we've seen some things come to light that I think uh, that we're, we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, let's go on to uh, the other upset from the Pac-12. How about the Fighting Irish? Yeah, well, saw that one coming. Yeah, I had a little bit of that USC money line, just thinking that God, how much has Notre Dame got left in the tank? They just come off. I mean, look at they've they've been playing. They went to Ireland to open the season a week before anybody else even played, other than you know six teams. Then they already had to play Ohio State. You know, lost that heartbreaker of a game. They had to go to Duke. They had to pull that one out in the last minute of the game. They just lost to Louisville. I'm like, how much do they got left in the tank? But one thing about it, they do play defense over there. Now. They they they're a hard nosed physical yes. football team that plays good defense. And now we've seen that that that's all it's going to take to shut down Caleb. Caleb Williams. Did Caleb Williams Utah. get exposed? Oh yeah. Well, Utah beat him twice last yes, year. Yes, yes. Cal Winningham had the blueprint for him anyway, and Notre Dame just you know they're all, they're very similar to Utah anyway. Except I mean, Cam Rising, they got an offense this year. Well, yeah, they actually do have it. Well, right. I mean, Cam's not playing, right? He ain't going to play, but we'll, we'll talk he, about that. I hope he comes back. I looked at the um, the Heisman running um, contenders, and nobody's talking about Caleb Williams anymore, so I think he's out of the, that mix. Well, he's he went got, from uh, second favorite behind Penix to his I, – I, I heard somebody talking about it today that they've seen him as high as 22 to 1 now. Yeah, he's got four interceptions along the year. He threw three interceptions for the first time in that loss to Notre in Dame. In the so. first half. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> I'm mean, talking about it was they were bad, bad, bad. I mean, just yeah. yeah, it wasn't even it was they didn't even look like a, a championship caliber team of any kind. They just looked like a regular. They look like a uh, Lincoln Ryan Oklahoma team that got smacked by anybody they played with the defense. Remember when LSU ran Kyler Murray and them off the field in like 2019? Yep. I think it was it. Uh, uh, I think it was the Sugar Bowl. They ran them off the field. It was like 42 to nothing before Kyler Murray even knew what happened. Well, we talked about this last week when Arizona took them to overtime. Yeah. I think they got exposed back then, and Notre Dame just took it to the next level. Well, even when we were in uh, St. Simons, however many weeks ago it was, Arizona State, they were a 33-point favorite of Arizona State. Arizona State kicked their ass pretty much the whole game, and they come back and pulled it out at the end. Arizona State. Well, what it really means is they're not much different than Colorado. No, they're 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 really not. They're really on paper. It's name brand biased. It's Lincoln Riley instead of Dion. Caleb. Caleb Williams instead of Shadur, and Caleb's yep. a damn defending Heisman. But there's not much difference in those two they teams. They don't have a defense either. No. Hell, Colorado's defense might be better than theirs. Well, I, I, hey, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be a fight to see which one of them wants to be the worst. Colorado, Colorado held Arizona State to less points than USC did. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know. 
All right, so the biggest game of the week in the Pac-12, maybe the biggest game in all of college football, was that Oregon-Washington game. And I watched that thing from start to finish. That was a good game. What a game. Yeah, that was a great one. It was a real good game. But, you know, the only thing that kind of took the um, luster off of that game for me is that they're going to be playing again in a couple of weeks. Well, because Oregon ain't losing another game. I don't give a damn. The Civil War, it's in Oxton this year. It's in Eugene. It ain't in Corvallis. The Beavers ain't beating them, period. Period. And Washington ain't going to lose another game. Nope. Well, I think, you know, the, people are going to say this game put Penix on the map as the front runner for the Heisman. And and he had a great game. He played a really good first half. Uh, what we did see, is though, is Dan Lanning figured out that Michael Penix is not that great under pressure. No. Uh, he started putting pressure on him, and you started, they started in the – they scored 14 in the first quarter, and it was one touchdown a quarter after that. And uh, I tell you, the biggest thing that, that I took from this game is that I don't think the best team won. No, I, absolutely uh, not. Dan if Lanning. They play, if they played tomorrow on a neutral, yep, Oregon's three-point favorite. My, and they're going to bet it up At home, there. they'd be a – Oh, I yeah. I think at home, they're a touchdown favorite. Yeah, yeah, probably Six. so, yeah. 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 So, so, overall, uh, 30, 33 to 36 Washington, and we had Dan Lanning come out after the game and said, hey – I lost this game for yeah. our boys. Uh, they were in position to kick a field goal going into halftime that would have that would have put them down twenty two to twenty one, put them down by a point, and get the ball back. and get the ball back. And then again, the second half, they had another opportunity for an easy field goal, fourth and three on the or fourth and goal on the three or something like that, wherever they were at down there. Yeah, yeah. I think they were like zero and four on fourth down conversions. They were they were, they were zero for three on fourth down conversions. And we and talked about it during the game. It yep. was like those three points are going to come back. Those three points. We kept are gonna saying come back. it. Yeah, yeah. Six I was points. beating my head against the wall. Six points right there. Take the points, Dan. And Take at the, the end, points. They had, at the end, they had a chance to. The field goal to win it, and he missed it. And he missed the field goal. So they play again, and I think Oregon absolutely – I really think if they play again that Oregon's going to beat them. Yes. Like, handedly. You know, the bad thing is that poor kicker. Yeah. I mean, you know, he goes Kickers. and screws up two chances to get points for six six points during the game. And then all this pressure gets put on the kicker. He misses the field goal. Yeah, when he could have had two chip shots and they'd have been in the lead in the first place. Look, right. you know, yeah, the one he missed was a relative chip shot. One it was like thirty-five yards or something. We can talk about Michael Penix and, and look, he is—he's the front runner for the Heisman. But he he may when he wasn't under pressure, he threw some oh, yeah. fantastic balls. I mean, but, balls that look, were into coverage that let's were talk on the about money. Bo, though. Hey, Bo, three hundred thirty-seven yards, and, man, and that's bad, Bo Nix. That's bad, Bo on the road. Playing an Bo. away game. Look, he has seventeen touchdowns this year and only one pick, and he led that team. Now, look, uh, granted, now uh, this is not, this is not Bo throwing it down the field forty yards at a shot, but he can he can go long when he needs to. He is a lot. Oregon of, had five hundred and forty-one yards yes, of offense. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I mean, just and that's a that's uh you know the two running backs combined for about 180 yards and the rest was Bo. Washington had nothing for them yeah. on defense. I mean, uh you know Oregon controlled time of possession, but, held the ball for for eight minutes longer. We, they, we've talked about this. They won every aspect of the game except Dan Lanning has brought an SEC team to the Pac-12 as close as he can get it now. Yep. And the longer he stays there, the or more, the Big Ten now, or Big 12, whatever. Hey, deal, he, he's, on, he's on the rise. Yes. You know, he should you have been back, Auburn's head coach. You go I told back to you. Kirby's couple, first couple of years, Kirby made the same type yes. of silly mistakes against Saban. And he don't do it no more. He don't do it anymore. No. You know, so... 
the the Notre Dame coach, uh, he he blew. Um, God, what did he blow a call against? Uh, was it oh, Duke or Ohio State? Ohio State. He blew a call against Ohio State. Yeah. So you know these young coaches, they're a couple years in. They're learning some things now that they're going to take with them. That they Dan really, Lanning. Look, I, they got a lot of money out there. I know oh, yeah. Phil Knight has as much money as his whatever. He's got a printing press in his damn. Oh, place. them unis were fire, <laughs> by the way. Them chrome domes with the, oh, with yeah. the speckled oh, lines. Duck eggs. Yeah, outfits, things. But man. my point is, who who's going to get Dan? Because somebody's coming. Whether it's Bama or Florida, and we're screwed. We should have got him to begin with, but we got Coach Freeze. But anyway, that's a whole nother. I think Dan's found a home, and he's going to stay with it until Alabama calls. I don't know, and I dude. think if he keeps Oregon on the up and up, and they and they're in that hunt, and they're in the Final Four over the next couple of years, if Saban retires, to me, just Why not? from the outside looking in, Dan Land. If I was if I was the, in in charge at Alabama, Why he's not? number one on my list right hey, now. He's defensive minded, just like Saban. Yep. Just like Kirby. They want Kirby. You know, forget Dabo. Dabo Kirby, Kirby ain't going. We know Kirby. Yeah. Unless Kirby just says, I'm bored and I'm going to go nah, He's retiring a dog. That, yeah, that, yeah he's, you know, that's never going to happen. But Dan should have already been down there at Opelika. But on to the next one. I better stop. <laughs> Nobody's coming to Opelika. Right. You got you Freeze. Coach Freeze. Except some call girls. Do it. We All right. I digress. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> That's really most of the big games, but I do want to touch on a couple of quick ones uh, if y'all got anything to add. Uh, how about Oklahoma State? Our boys down in Soon Stillwater. Soon to be friend of the show. Uh, Mr. Gundy, Coach Gundy. Uh, finally, a few games ago, went away from his three-quarterback set. The first game, he let the quarterback play the whole game, and they lost. Uh, but that guy has gotten his wings under him a little bit, and uh, they've been on a roll now for a few games. Had a, a lot of yards and upset number 23, Kansas. Yeah, you know, I, I will briefly speak on the nightmare that happened in Baton Rouge last Saturday evening. <laughs> oh my God, y'all! We don't have forty-eight to eighteen. Good God Almighty! I can't even believe we got eighteen. Honestly, six snaps. Auburn snaps the ball six times, and we're already down seventeen. That's in the first quarter. That's the first quarter. <laughs> hey, you scored a touchdown in the second quarter, though. <laughs> yeah, by the grace of God, it's like he called timeout and moved everybody, and they ran. I mean, it is. It, it, this is against a poorest LSU defense that we we pound. We just beat on them every week. About I, I how think bad y'all single handedly got Jaden Daniels back in the Heisman. Well, talk. hell yeah, dude! That Joker was. <laughs> I mean, I but, think I think Auburn carried him off the field on their shoulders. Hell, might as well have. <laughs> I mean, it was God. I feel look. I feel bad for Coach Freeze though. You could just see. I mean, he he wanted to slap somebody. He didn't have anybody to slap, but he wanted to just choke the hell out of somebody. Peyton Thorn lines up. This is in the first court, the second series, or yeah, the second series of the game. I don't even know what the hell he's doing. They snapped the ball just so. Thank God that Jarquez Hunter was standing there to get on the damn ball. Snapped <laughs> I'm like, what are y'all doing, Coach Freeze? It's just. We, we got problems. We got big time problems. We don't have a quarterback. I mean, I don't know how many times I got to say that. We don't have a quarterback. I, think I don't give a, a damn things. what he did against Georgia. We don't have a quarterback. 12 Period. of 23 for 102, 26.7 QBR. Playing his ass off. <laughs> Michigan State's finest. God. Anyway, I'm, I, I digress, Tony. Sorry. 
No, that's fine. That's fine. But I mean, if, let's stick with the SEC real quick because um, oh, Alabama, they're back to their old ways. They didn't look super strong. Arkansas kept it close and Alabama pulled it out. Arkansas is on the verge of being a good, a really good team. And they're calling for uh, his head, man. Yeah, absolutely they are. Yeah. Yeah, they want him to get him out there. Georgia will take him right back quickly. I mean, he they're on the verge. They're right there with everybody they played. And, and the running back, well, he just came back. We got hurt again. Yeah, he, he didn't play, though. But So he's gone. So, you know, it's it's tough uh, to, to be in a position the way he is in Arkansas where they're, they're actually probably as good as they've ever been playing good football and just – Getting, I mean, the SEC's got some good teams. Yeah, I mean, they've lost five in a row, but the last five games, I mean, they're all close. 38-31 BYU, 34-31 LSU, 34-22 Texas A&M, 27-20 Ole Miss, and then 24-21 Alabama. So, And what, and the one before that's when they beat Arizona in double overtime, right? No, they beat Kent State 28-6, and they beat Western Carolina 56-13. They haven't played Arizona. I'm talking about Arkansas here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Arkansas has lost five in a row. Yes. But they've all been close games uh, outside of the Texas A&M game, which they lost 34-22, but all the other ones were one-score games. They're on the verge, but Pittman is uh, on the hot seat, it appears. Alabama's got some serious problems on the offensive line. They do. They've had problems blocking all year. That's going to be the Achilles heel when they play a really strong team with a good defense. War Eagle. Well, they're probably going to play us in the SEC championship if we get there without Bowers. No, but no, we'll no. See. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> hey, man. We got plenty of weapons. We should be all right. Next man up. All right, real quick. Let's talk about Florida. Five and two. Squeezes out a game against South Carolina. They can't figure out their identity. One week, they can look like they're going to win the East or be the second best team in the East. And the next week, they look like they don't even deserve to be on the field. But here's what I do have to say about Florida. I had them being the surprise team of the year. I don't know if y'all have looked at their schedule, but Florida is currently sitting at five and two. And I reviewed their schedule earlier today, and I thought to myself, Florida is going to end the season 5-7. and seven. <laughs> Yeah, because it gets rough here <laughs> starting ske- next week. Their schedule <laughs> from here on out. Yeah, I completely thought that was going the opposite direction. <laughs> I was hoping he wasn't coming back. Oh, no, no. They're done. They got a, they got a uh, bye week, and then they get Georgia. And then they get Arkansas, who is probably going to step up and beat Florida at this point. Then they get LSU. In Baton Rouge. In Baton Rouge. Then they travel to Missouri. And then they got Florida State. So there's a chance that 5-2 and two Florida, that's sitting on a high feeling like they're doing something, is the year 5-7. and seven. Yeah. And uh, they're talking about calling for some heads. Oh, Billy Napier, watch out. Napier's he's got it in the guillotine already. I so. mean, he got his hand on the, on the string there waiting to – Snatch it, but you know, let's just say, okay, yeah, well, let's say they do beat Arkansas. I think their win total is six and a half. <laughs> then, then they get to six and six. They're uh, their best. They're at best. I bet you they finish five hundred at best. At best. At best. We'll Unless see. something just, I don't see them stopping LSU, and they got to go to, they got to go to Missouri. I don't see them stopping that because that damn freight train they got rolling over there is. Missouri be reckoned with. Son. Missouri's the second best team in the East. They are, and they might be the first best team in the East. Yeah, we'll find we'll out. Find out. We're gonna find out in a couple but weeks. They do got to come to Athens. So, I, I, I when they come to Athens, we're gonna find out what Georgia's made of. Yeah, Florida's in trouble because that's gonna be a contest. So, go Gator. <laughs> chomp chomp is gonna. Hey, I, you know what though? They it, you never know what can happen at the end of the year. The the rivalry um, game, Florida State. Like some, you know, you see all kind of crazy things happen where the the. The dog ends up coming out with the win. So that Florida State, just real quickly, and then I will I'll let y'all go. Um, 
what Florida State did to Syracuse in the second half of that ball game last week. Flip the switch, and it's on. Just turned it on. <laughs> it reminds me of Burrow and them, 2019, when they decided they wanted to score five touchdowns. And guess what? One drive touchdown. Second drive touchdown. Bam, 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 bam. Next thing you know, it's 41 to 7. Thank you very much for even showing up. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, well, speaking of Florida State, I don't see how they lose a game finishing the season. Nah, they're going to run the table. Yeah. I really thought that uh, Kentucky was going to play Missouri a little bit stronger. But Georgia beat the hell out of them. Georgia I, ate I their soul. But I thought that. Yeah, I mean, I did too. Know, I, I thought it was going to be closer. I, I mean, I figured Missouri was going to win, but I just thought it was going to be a little bit more of a competition. I mean, look, Brady Cook only had 167 yards. It's not like they played. T- I mean, hell, they were only down by three at halftime. But when you're relying on Ray Davis to do, and again, he only had 20 carries for 130 right. yards, and that you know, they don't have Devin Leary. He he was never fully healed when he started the season, and he damn sure ain't healthy now. Y'all saw it when he played Georgia. He could not move out of the tackle box. I mean, he couldn't get past the tackle. Two-step. That's it. So, you know, we'll see. Kentucky's 5-2. and two and Yeah, I mean, it seemed like it was a pretty pretty close game because we were, we were flipping channels, and, you know, they gave up 18 points in the fourth quarter, and you, mm, you just can't do that. No. Do hey, that. where's Drake May sitting in the Heisman race right now? I don't know. He's probably – Third or fourth favorite. He's had some good games these last few weeks. Yeah, look. So if LSU, if they run, if they run the table, now that means they that means they beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Right? Yeah, and that means they go to which will be tough to do. Still. It's going to be very tough to do. Is it really though this yes. year? Well, yeah. I mean, with that defense I mean, that LSU gonna, has, hell yeah. Yes, hell, defense. they'll make Milro look like the Heisman you know, Trophy winner. Yeah, Milro might throw for five hundred yards in that game. So it's a Pac-12. Game? I don't. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I mean, but that's let's see. That's what's so crazy. But that Alabama defense is a little better than what LSU is, and it's getting better. They're getting better every week. Yeah. So, but I mean, but Michael Penix is a dollar forty. You got to lay a dollar forty to get a hundred back on Michael Penix. There's no way I would be doing. There's no way. At least still got six. Hell, he might get hurt next week. Yeah. I, Drake May's going to have numbers. Him and, and Daniel's going to have just – and Travis Jor, uh, Jordan, too, yeah. from FSU. They're gonna He's going to have crazy numbers. They're going to – at the end of the year, when they look at the numbers as a whole, and yeah. they're not breaking them down each week game by game. Carson Beck, know. he's going to have great numbers. Carson Beck has some of the best numbers ever in Georgia. He set another Georgia record well, this he's gonna week. He's going to have even more now because he's showing up. going to have to find somebody. Lad. Well, Lad. Lad's, com- Lad Lad's coming back. Oscar Delp is uh he he's gonna be fine. be fine. We still got love it. We, Jim, uh, Rosemary Jackson. Lucky. We got lucky also coming. He, yeah, he, he had a freshman. great spring game. He's gonna get a chance to show out. So so I, I obviously you can't replace Brock Bowers. Like you just you can't replace a guy who's probably the best player in football. But Georgia has enough weapons that they got three guys that can go out there and replace him. If they spread the ball correctly, Lad coming back is huge because yeah, him he, and Carson's already made a connection in two right. games. Yeah, and he's a, and he's your he's the other third down go to guy, right? Yeah. That Brock has become for Carson. Yeah. So, and I think, and you know, he has been looking at Delp. Delp has got some catches. Yeah, he just had a big fumble a couple weeks ago, and they pulled the ball back from him. But if Lucky, hey, if Lucky can step in because he's supposed to be phenomenal too. Yes, sir. I mean, I hate y'all. Oh, that's awesome. How about Miami falling apart? Miami's falling apart. They're done. (laughs) They're fucking done. Ain't no wallet guy saving them. Nope. Hell no. Drake May threw for... G-Unit wallet and the rest of them (laughs) go to hell. It's over. Drake May... It's over. He threw for 273 with four touchdowns, no picks against Miami. Just absolutely... 
just run Dude, it up. How on could them. you? But but after what happened against Georgia Tech, they deserve to lose every game they play. Well, here's You're kidding me. Here's what got exposed is that their deep their run oh, defense is awful. It's terrible. Uh, Omari on Hampton for for Carolina had 197 yards. How many on points? How many points would Jordan rushes. Travis put on them? 24 carries for almost 200 yards. How many points will Florida State put on them? Oh my gosh. It's going to be in the fourth. They're going to hang obvious. it because Mike Norvell is going to. I, I guarantee that game has got one of them big red circles all the way around it. And hell, Florida State ain't got nothing else to do till they get there anyway. Well, Florida State and UNC are looking pretty damn good. It's going to be a hell of ACC. ACC. It's going to be a. Hey, Louisville. Hey, we got. Well, I got one more to talk about when we do our. When I we like Louisville until this week. Yeah, how about two and four Pittsburgh? I tried to tell y'all. I tried to tell y'all. I tried to told you. Y'all got my text jacked up. <laughs> we did screw up your picks. We'll let you talk about that. Uh, all right, y'all want to move into uh, what you like this week? Uh, Perfect. What we got to look forward to for week eight? Big games coming up. I like it. What you think, Jeffrey? Oh, I don't know. I mean, the obvious one, Penn, Penn State and Ohio State. Penn State. This is where the round robin kicks in for the Big Ten, right? Your Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. Penn State play, I guess, what, next week or the week after that. And then Ohio State and Michigan play. The whole thing. It's going to work itself out in the next few about, weeks. There's only going to be one of them. To end, and you know what? I don't think Michigan's going to lose, but we'll talk about that later on or whatever. But even if they do, even if they do, them teams, they don't play nobody except them three. They don't play nobody else. Them, listen, Michigan's going to run the table. They're in. Just chalk them up. Yeah, they're in. They're beating I mean, the shit out of everybody. They look phenomenal. Like, it looks like everything everything on paper, everything on TV, the eye test, they got it all, man. They, look, they look, I don't I don't want any of the Notre Dame fans to get it twisted. I'm not saying y'all suck or nothing like that, but y'all lost to Louisville, okay? Yeah. So, so I don't want to hear about, oh, Ohio State beat Notre Dame. I don't – Duke – if. Riley Leonard got hurt, obviously, but it was the end of the game, and he was kind of banged up throughout the game. That that whole thing might have been different there, too. And give it up for Notre Dame for playing the schedule they play it. But other than Notre Dame, I'll just say other than Notre Dame, tell me who Ohio State – what does it – I mean – no, Penn, State, Penn Michigan. State, Michigan. That's it. Penn State, Michigan. We're going to see what happens, though. I Hey, Penn State's playing good football. Yeah. I mean, this, this will be uh, Drew Aller's first true road game. He played – he went to Northwestern and played and – uh, who, who, whatever the other game was, uh, Indiana, I think. Ohio State has not done it for me this year. When I watch them play, they're—I mean—they're physical. I watched that that Notre Dame game was a good physical football game, but Penn State's physical too, and they Penn are. State's big up front. I think that Penn State's going to roll into the shoe and, and surprise some people. Well, so we'll, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. All right, Tennessee, Alabama this week, number seven, Tennessee, rolling into Tuscaloosa. Any thoughts on Did that? Did anybody team? pick that game? Uh, uh, between us four. No. No. Chris? Uh, no. All right. So I tried and tried for Chris Busby, Tim Fell, Philip Van Pelt. Who else is our Tennessee guys that listen to us? Uh, Scott. Scott Underwood. Scott. I tried to talk myself in so bad, so hard into taking the points with Tennessee. I tried. I tried, but then I kept thinking. Oh, you know Nick Saban remembers what happened last year when they lost the overtime up there in Knoxville. Ooh, I told you he's on a comeback tour for them too. But you know, look, give it up for Tennessee's defense. It has just absolutely come to life in the last two weeks. I'll give it up for them. If they can get pressure on Jalen Monroe. And and 
by all means, it looks like they can because it does look like Alabama is has got some deficiencies on that offensive line. But I don't know about Tennessee's defensive backs. And Milrose done got to where he likes to throw the ball down the field now, taking shots with Trey Burton all the time. So what can Tennessee do? With What can Joe Milton do against that defense? I don't think he's going to do very much. They don't have any explosive wide receivers. They have been running the ball better. But I think it's up to nine now. I think it come out at seven and a half or eight, and I think it's up to nine now. So the money's coming in on I that. showed it at nine and a half today. Nine and a half, yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, I couldn't do any line. I couldn't play any money with Tennessee no matter what, knowing that they lost to Florida this year. <laughs> well, and bad. And Florida bad. made them look bad. So, uh, what the hell's going on? Like I said, that's, that's what I was talking about earlier with Florida. Who the hell are they? All right, Utah and USC. Can you can Utah beat USC for a third time in a row, except this time they got no quarterback? I don't know how many times they can turn Caleb Williams over. I would, I would expect it's probably going to happen. I mean, they're playing at USC. Which doesn't really – I mean, honestly, Oregon, Washington, and Utah is about the only – teams out there it may be wazoo you might give washington state a little home field advantage but there is no usc don't have a home field advantage but that being said it's not at home they do not have cam god knows who's going to start is it going to be bryson barnes or is it going to be nate johnson i mean who do we know they they've been playing better with bryson barnes yes and so Bryson Barnes actually played better the very first game against Florida against Florida than Nate Johnson, but yeah. they rolled with Nate Johnson for a few weeks, yeah. and that's when they lost that game. Oregon State. To Oregon State. And I think if Bryson Barnes plays that game, because they only Probably needed would. a few first downs to win that game. They didn't need to dominate that game. They just needed to be able to control time possession a little bit and let the defense do its thing. They just gave Oregon State too many opportunities, and the defense couldn't stand up. So I mean, if you're going to tell me this game's going to be played in the high 20s, maybe a 32-28, I can see a Utah. Because, let's hey, let's just be honest, USC's defense is, is – Garbage. It is bad. Doo-doo. It is terrible. So, you know, is there a chance? Yeah, there's a chance. But this has got to come from a, a, either a second or a third-string quarterback for Utah that does not turn the ball over. Right. You cannot just keep giving Caleb Williams opportunities. Right. So, you know – It'd be an interesting game. We got number 16, Duke, rolling into Tallahassee. I'm glad you brought this up because I had this one on my wannabe upset alert. But the problem is it's not in Raleigh. It's in there's no Raleigh Leonard to go there either. So, look, Mike Norvell has those guys focused. Whether Johnny Wilson plays or not, Keon Coleman, did y'all see that catch that Joker made last week? Good. You saw it, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, the one-hander over the middle? Unbelievable. All right, so so I'm a big Riley Leonard fan. I like his yeah. moxie. I like his the whole his thing. His mama, all that. The whole yeah, the whole marketing thing with his mama. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the mama joke. No, no, his mom. Oh yeah, he's the one whose mom has the you suck yeah, bracelets and, right, and yeah, started yeah. all that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, that story, I yeah. like that he's he's a hard nosed kid that he runs the ball. Hell, he was damn near the leading rusher while he was playing. But since he's been out. Henry Bellin has stepped in. And what people don't realize is that you feel like you lost a lot with Riley Leonard. And maybe you did on the Russian side. But Henry Bellin 
has got Riley Leonard had a 62.7% completion rate. Well, Henry's coming in right at 60%, but he's averaging four yards per catch longer. He's got three touchdowns to one interception, which were the exact same that Leonard had through his first four games, five games, however many he played. And he's getting it done. He's actually got a quarterback rating of 194, which was almost 70 points, 65 points higher than Riley Leonard's. So the backup quarterback at Duke, I think, is surprising people. He surprised me because I thought when Leonard was done, they were done. Look. Mike Elko, his defense coordinator, Sam Tanucci, who is a rising star, he he's not going to be the D.C. at Duke for very long. Somebody's going to snatch him oh, up. They're playing Somebody's going to snatch Mike Elko up. They're not giving up anything. Look at the points they give up this year. Yeah. and But, you know, here again, Florida State now, yes, they played Southern Miss, the last five games, Southern Miss, B.C., Clemson, Virginia Tech, Syracuse. Over the, the whole season, you know, they're only giving up a little more than 18 points a game. So they're, they're playing defense. And they got the dudes. They got the dudes on the defensive side of the ball to play too. Yep. So it's gonna be you. You are asking a lot for Duke to go into Tallahassee and upset them. What's the line like? 14? 14, I don't think they're gonna win the game. But you think it's gonna be closer than that? I got them. I got them picked. Not so so fast, Mike. All right, Josh. You were out last week. Did you have any picks for the week? Did you do anything on week seven? Uh, I didn't. I slept and had uh, gum graft surgery, which was incredible. Um, So yeah, no no picks for me last week. I'll just go ahead. I took Michigan State plus the four and a half against Rutgers, and Rutgers beat them twenty-seven twenty-four. So that was a win. James Madison. I laid the six points over Georgia Southern because they're still undefeated. By the way. Yeah, and they don't even get to play for a conference championship or go to a bowl game. But that sucks. James Madison handled Southern forty-one to thirteen. I mean, like absolutely I said, drummed their them. defense, man. This these these guys are getting overlooked so bad, and they their defense is out of this world. I'm talking about you. Held, they held Georgia Southern thirteen points. That's that's big, especially in that conference. And then yeah, I laid the uh, thirty-one and a half with Georgia, thinking. Vanderbilt ain't scored a touchdown against them since in, since 2018, and hot damn, two minutes into the game, 75, two, five plays, 75 yards. See you. That was gone. I said, well, kiss my ass on that one. But then Georgia proceeded to score like on what the next five or six possessions in a row. But they just, you know, 37-20. That was a loser. And then I had Pitt plus the seven and a half over Louisville. Pitt won straight up 38-21, and my whole thing about that was now look Pitt was outgained Louisville outgained them yardage wise 435 to like 234 or something just ran up down the I mean, field yeah yeah but but that was a huge huge letdown for I mean that was Louisville's big they beat Notre Dame the week before that was their biggest win and god who knows new head coach you know coming back home so I figured that was a letdown spot and it kind of worked out that way and then my blowout of the week was Michigan minus 33 over Indiana 52-7. Michigan goes down 7 nothing, and then proceeds to score 52 unanswered points. That We went 3-1 and one on the week and 1-0 and with a blowout of the week. That brings my record back up to 523-23 for the year and 6-4 and four on the blowouts of the week. There you go. Nice. Now we're starting to cook with a little bit of... Starting to get a little feeling for what's going Chris on Cove. out there. Yeah, seeing, seeing some action. All right. Well, so I had uh, Stanford versus Colorado. <laughs> had Colorado to cover. Uh oh. And uh, they had it all through halftime, and then it all fell to <laughs> pieces. So I lost that one. Uh, I had Arkansas versus Alabama. Um, Alabama was a 19 and a half point favorite. I had Arkansas on that one, and Alabama was um, they won by three points, and so I ended up winning that one. And then finally, I had the Auburn versus LSU. 
Uh-oh. LSU blew them out, so um, ended up losing that one too. So, so you were uh, one, and, one and lost two, and I'm still at 53% for the year. Not great. Close, though. You need 56% to be a winning better. I had a good damn week, and I'd had a great damn week if Dan Lanning Dan would just kicked a fucking field goal. All right, Dan Kickings Lanning. for losers. Kickings for losers. I went 7-2-1 and one on the week. Here's the problem. I would have been 9-1 and one yep. because I had Oregon. Money line. I had Oregon to cover, which they pushed. I had Oregon to win the game on the money line. So that was my one, my, my one and one there at the end. So Dan Landing cost me a 9-1 and one week, but 7-2-1 and one is still pretty good. I'm going to take it. I'm not going to go through all of them individually, but what a great week I had. And since I lost my picks from the first couple of weeks, I've only got week three to eight wrote down. That's got me at 25, 20, and Three. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. So I'm ahead I'm ahead of over five hundred, but not where I'd like to be. I'd like to be a little better them. than that. Who wants to start Three. off with this week's picks? Picks this week. I'll get us started. Why not? Go ahead. Um so I have Georgia. two picks for the week. Georgia's not playing. <laughs> yeah, three three picks for the week. Georgia's gonna win uh, as <clears> they <throat> sit on the couch. Uh I've got Missouri Ooh. over University of South Carolina giving up seven points. So I'm taking a Mizzou over uh, South Carolina. Uh, I think Mizzou is probably the best team in the SEC. Maybe Georgia. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to put Georgia slightly ahead until that game. But um, Mizzou looks good, man. And I'm scared because they played us tough last year. They won't beat Georgia because of the head coach. Well, I hope you are right, Jeffrey. Uh, and then uh, for my second pick, I'm going to take Oklahoma over UCF, giving up the 19. That's a lot of points, but Oklahoma's been steamrolling. They're hot off uh, that win over Texas. And, uh, yeah, I just don't see UCF being able to keep up with the boys in Oklahoma. So I got that one. All right, T, what you got? All right, so uh, my my picks this week, uh, Michigan versus Michigan State. I've got uh, Michigan favored by 24 points. I think Michigan covers that game. Ole Miss versus Auburn. Uh, after seeing Auburn's quarterback, I got to go with Ole Miss covering that game. Uh, and then I'm with Josh on uh, UCF versus Oklahoma. I got Oklahoma covering that game. Three favorites. This will be the first time that the three of us agree on a game. Uh-oh, uh, y'all know what that means. Red alert, red alert. <laughs> red alert, red <laughs> alert. Because I, uh, I do have Saturday, I've got UCF rolling into uh, Norman, Oklahoma, 61 degrees and sunny. And getting their ass smacked by the Oklahoma Sooners. I think Poor they're, Gus. They're going to get fucking wrecked. Dylan Gabriel might have 600 yards. I, I got him at minus. And up. you know what? Don't, look, little side note, little nugget. You know, you know where he transferred from, right? Dylan Central, Gabriel. Central Florida. UCF, yeah. Yes. So I got Gus going down there to get that ass spanked, your buddy Gus. Uh it's at 19 and a half is what I had Oklahoma having to be. But if it was 21, I'd have probably still taken Oklahoma to cover. Uh, and I'm also going to play over 65 because I think Oklahoma's going to get damn near most of it by themselves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but let's go back. Let's back it up a little bit. A uh, game that's already started. I haven't looked at the updates like Jeff has, but I have actually had Liberty at home tonight covered minus 14 and a half against Middle Tennessee State. Sorry, Brooks and Michelle Nunley. I know y'all like your MTSU, but I got a feeling they're going to get that ass smacked tonight. Uh, and then I'm moving on to Thursday night. I got James Madison rolling into Huntington, West Virginia to remain undefeated against Marshall at minus three and a half. We talked about Oklahoma. We talked about, how about those Golden Gophers? 
I got those Golden Gophers traveling to Iowa City this week where uh, – they're catching three and a half. They're going to have defense on alert as Iowa moves to seven and one in an absolute barn burner, something around 17 to 10 over, <laughs> over the Golden Gophers. So, so I got Iowa covering three and a half and under 32? 32 and a half. So then I got Duke rolling into Tallahassee. Now, we talked about this game a little bit ago. I think Florida State is going to win this game, but I think Duke is going to give them a little scare. I think that it's going to, uh, that they're going to hang in there. Um, I'm taking Duke in the 14. I think that Florida State probably wins this game, I don't know, 44 to 35 or, or somewhere in that range. I'm hoping that Duke shows up. but uh, And I'm also going over. I don't know why the, the, the total's so low in this game. It's dropping. I don't know if it's weather-related or not. It might be, but I got – I mean, I'm going over 49 for sure. Uh, and then last one, I got Stanford at home. Mm. UCLA's coming to town. 17. We got another barn burner here, son. <laughs> We got a shitty Stanford team against a no offense UCLA team. So I'm going to take Stanford in that plus 17. I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think UCLA is going to have a big win, an easy win over them, like 24 to 10 or something, 21 to 7, 21 to as 9. As long as they don't turn the ball over. Right. So I'm going, I'm going uh, Stanford with St- taking that 17 points and under 55. Yeah, Stanford's coming in hot. That, that, uh, coming back in half of the Colorado right. game. That total. Well, you know they don't give dropping. up, right? Yeah, that total's weird, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? 50, they got 55 in UCLA-Stanford, but 49 in Duke. Yeah, I, I don't. And Florida State. That's a hell of a point, actually, Tony. I mean, the only thing they I can not think give of up. Is, is that. If that Duke defense plays strong against Florida State, though, and it, it could be a 31-20 game. Yeah. Well, look, That's Mike, Mike Elko is going to have something dialed up for him. So. You can bet on that. Look, this might be Jordan Travis's. Heisman coming out now. I mean, I know he looked great against LSU and really hadn't, you know, really had to he come back on Boston College, but he really hadn't had a quote unquote Heisman moment. This, he might be saving it for Miami because when that game comes, y'all can circle that one. Y'all I don't bet. think Duke's going to give him his Heisman moment. Well, I'm just saying, if he does, if something happens, this this could be it. This is this is an upset alert game. I, that's what if, if this thing I, was in. I'm Raleigh, not I'm not ooh, picking them to win. Man. I don't think they're going to win. But I'm saying, if I had to, if there was an upset alert game this week, and I was going to put it on, that's the one. I, yeah, I, look, I'm a Florida State fan. They they're my second team behind Auburn, no doubt about it. And I don't want to get too high on them, but. Mike Norvell does have those guys. On, they he has them focused now, you know. But the problem is. You have a great defensive team. And if you don't believe me, ask Dabo, okay? Ask uh, Notre Dame how good Duke is. I mean, these guys, they show up and, and they don't make mistakes. You know, they don't make mistakes. Discipline. Yes, absolutely. They're all smart. We all know that, right? right? You get smart kids together. Yeah, except for Vandy, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right, it, Jeff. What about your picks, buddy? Start off at 12 o'clock Saturday afternoon on Fox. Penn State rolls into the shoe. James Franklin, 2-11 and 11 on the road versus top 25 teams. 0-9 oh on the road versus top 10 teams. 1-11 versus top 5 teams. And 1-8 and versus Ohio State. But you know what? Give me Penn State and them four points. <laughs> I'm okay. So you're taking Penn State? Look, here's a, here's a couple of little trends for y'all. Penn State, after a straight-up win, they're 9-0 against the spread in the last 10 9-0-1 in the last 10 games. Penn State has a top 25, 9-0-1 in the last 10 games, and Penn State on the road has a top 25, 8-2 over the last 10 games. Ohio State versus James Franklin. 
One and six against the spread. Ohio State, first lower ranked team. One and eight against the spread. Ohio State at home versus a top 10 AP opponent. Four and 11 against the spread. Ohio State versus Penn State. One and six against the spread. May the odds be forever in your favor. Let's see. So give me Penn State. Penn State 6-0 against the spread right now. Ohio State's 3-2-1. and one. Ohio State's got questions about their running back, Travion Henderson, Abeka, the, the receiver, Beku, and they don't know if he's playing, but Marvin Harrison, 604 yards and five touchdowns. He's for real. He's for real. So, you know, Penn State's got the, the two-headed monster at the running back with Singleton and Allen. They combined for 737 yards and nine touchdowns this year. And Drew Aller making his really his first true road game, which is always a, a, a red flag, right? But, I mean, this kid's thrown for 1,250 yards, 12 touchdowns, no interceptions. He's rushed for three touchdowns. So, now, granted, who have they played? Well, I mean, that's up for debate, you know. So, we'll see. Listen, I don't think Penn State's going to beat them. But I do think it's going to be a one-possession game, maybe a field goal at the end or something like that. You know, it, it's it's really hard to win in Columbus. We all, Everybody knows that. But I'm going to take Penn State in the four. Uh, my next game Saturday, 3.30 on NBC. Minnesota goes to Kinnick Stadium to take on those Hawkeyes. I'm going to go under 32. Uh, there's there's several trend, uh, trends here. I could go on and on and on, but let's just face it, man. If, if they break 24 points in this game, I'll be shocked. I was playing on a backup quarterback. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a nasty, nasty game. I'm going to go under 32 on that. My next game is going to be uh, Saturday at 3.30 on ABC. Washington State rolls into Eugene down to Oxton Stadium to take on Goodbow. I'm going to lay the 20, and here's why. That team knows that if they can just run the table, you know, keep doing what they've been doing, that they got a shot to win the Pac-12 and be in the, the Final Four. If Whoever wins the Pac-12, as long as it's a one-loss team or a no-loss, they're in. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. And, and I don't think for one second that this team – this is not a – coaching malpractice like what Mario Cristobal did at Miami. This is not one of those kind of, you know, Dan Lance trying to win the game, period. And then the guys know, hey, he had faith in us. We, did, we didn't do what we were supposed to do, or however you want to look at it, whatever you want to say. Yeah, but right. his guys know that he stands behind him. Absolutely. He believes in him, right? Absolutely. I mean, Bo Nix, 1,800 yards, 17 touchdowns, one interception this year, Bucky Irvin, Jordan James. They got over 900 yards rushing. They got 13 touchdowns between them. They got the outstanding wide receiver, Troy Franklin, 40 receptions, 700 yards, eight touchdowns. Their defense is probably the – I don't know if they're better than Utah, but they're right there with Utah. They're good. Yeah. They're good. And this is a this is a Washington State team that has just completely – Got exposed. I mean, I got Cam Ward's Pretenders. Stats. They figured out, hey, just put three on the line and and put four in coverage, and Cam can't he, – he, he can't do nothing. Yeah. And one thing about it, we all Oregon can play some some damn defense. Yeah. So I think they're going to get after them, and um, you know I think this might be one of them sure enough get right games. I like it, and I think Oregon rolls. I'm gonna make a quick prediction on Oregon Ducks. They're gonna they're gonna run it out undefeated the rest of the year. They're gonna come back and uh, defend their win their loss against Washington. They're gonna roll Washington by double digits, and Bo Nix is gonna win the Heisman. You heard it here first. Watch out. Here it comes. Oh, Auburn fans will love that. 
Holy yeah, shit. Golly. I'm calling it, boys. All right, Jeff, go ahead. Sorry. I keep interrupting you. Uh, my next game is going to be Saturday at 7 o'clock, and I don't think this one's going to be on TV, guys, but uh, Colorado State against the running Rebels at UNLV. You're <laughs> going deep in the, <laughs> deep in the vault. Look, More people tuned in for Buford Mill Creek last week, the high school game. They're going to watch that. Look, UNLV's eight-point favorite, 62. I'm going over the 62. UNLV averages 37.5 points a game. Colorado State averages 31 points a game. UNLV, let me tell you guys, 5-1, and one, looking for bowl eligibility right here. Ooh. Look, they, they've scored 40 points in every game they played except against Michigan when they went on the road to Michigan and they got boat raced 35-7. to seven. Other than that, they scored 44, 40, 45, 44, and 45. Colorado State... Hey, they they've been playing good too. So, you know, I think this is this is gonna get the bells gonna be ringing a lot. They're playing at Allegiant Stadium, downtown Las Vegas, where the Raiders play. Fast track, lots of points. Over sixty two. Then we're gonna go down to Saturday night ten thirty FS one. The Sun Devils going to Husky Stadium to take on the undefeated Washington Huskies. Washington's laying twenty eight. Give me those 28 points. If there's ever been a letdown, kind of, you know, very similar to the Louisville pit last week. This is just a spot play. I'm getting four touchdowns. Do I think Arizona State's going to beat them? No. No. But do I think Arizona State can keep it close? Absolutely, I think they can keep it close. This is a letdown game. And Michael Penix, you know, it was two or three weeks ago. He has his own and off times. And, and who knows how long are they going to let him play, you know, what are they going to do? But Arizona State at Washington at the Husky Stadium, they're 6-1 and one against ATS. Arizona State has an underdog of 14 or more points. They're 11-3-1 and three and one against the spread. You do know that they're 1-5, right? Absolutely. It's not Arizona. No, it's Arizona State. Okay. It's the Sun Devils. This, the Sun Devils, the I, same one that took USC to the tilt there ooh, a couple of weeks did. ago. They did. Yes, absolutely. And then my blowout of the week, Michigan travels – to Michigan State, to East Lansing, 24 and 48. I'm going to lay the 24 points. <laughs> and I'm just telling you right now. 52 to 3. Uh, this is, look, Michigan State is in a world of crap, okay? They've lost four straight. Mike D'Antoni didn't come back trying to straighten out the mess that, that Mel Tucker left behind. You look at Michigan's offense, they average 413 yards, 231 passing yards, 182 on the ground, 39.4 points a game. Their defense, their number two total defense, they give up 233 yards, 142 in the air, 91 rushing yards, and 6.7 points a game. I mean, that is just boat racing, folks. Total you know? domination. And Michigan State, when you look at their defense, they give up 334 yards, 219 in the air. They give up over 115 yards on the ground, and they give up 24 points a game. And this is and that's not the shit uh, teams. Yes, against the bad teams. So if if you know Harbaugh, he's always got his teams focused. This is a rivalry, whatever you want to call it. You know, I think it means a whole lot more to Michigan State. It's about like Georgia playing Georgia Tech. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. I'm gonna lay the 24. They were uh, Michigan's been my blowout of the week. I think this will be the third time. 
Third time's yeah. a charm, Yeah, baby. you've been on Michigan for your blowouts. All right, T, what's our stay in the truck this week? Week. My stay in the truck award goes to Shadur Sanders. Uh-oh. So Shadur was pretty comfortable with his lead at halftime over Stanford. After all, the score was 29 to nothing. He was so comfortable that he was posting links to his merchandise on his Instagram account during the game. Oh, my God. So this probably would have gone unnoticed if they hadn't let Stanford come back and beat them 46 to 43. They did not score a single point in the third quarter. Shadur, your actions matter on and off the field. Stay in the truck. Stay Stay in the truck. truck. Stay in the truck. And, you know, just to to ride that Colorado wave, honestly, Colorado has won college football this year. Let's say that. I mean, the the Colorado Buffaloes have won at college football this year. When you talk about the attention, the social media – the financial gains, the ticket sales. So you're, I mean, you're saying everything. You're saying Taylor Swift has won the NFL this year? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Travis Kelsey has won the NFL this year. So Travis Swift. So, uh, but, but Colorado, they have won the NCAA college football season. But they damn sure lost this weekend. They lost this weekend bigger than any team has probably ever lost that was trying to climb that hill and get on the other side of that mountain. And, uh, man, they shot themselves in the foot. So so I'm riding that wave with you, Shador Sanders and the Buffaloes yep. and, and Coach Dion and the lack of, of composure that he likes to preach and the lack of discipline that he likes to preach. And, and I like what Dion does, and I like a lot of the things that he says. I think that he means well. He, he doesn't talk any ill will of other people. He, he he's really doing a lot of good things, but man, all those things that they preach and that they do and that they advertise, they did absolutely none yeah, of this week. They're missing the whole point about being humble and they got complacent. So, yeah, I'm with you. Colorado, Dion, Shador, with your fancy watch, stay your ass in the truck. That's right. Stay in the truck. Stay in the truck. You want me to go, Jeff? Go ahead. All right, so uh, my stay in the truck award goes to the just disappointing letdown of the Atlanta Braves. Man, we've made the uh, playoffs 15 times since the year uh, 2000. 15 times in 23 years we've made the playoffs. We've got one World Series to show for it, and that's not even talking about the heydays of the 90s with uh, Maddox and Smoltz and Avery and Glavin and all those boys, which was another shit show the joneses the uh, the joneses we've lost in the division series wild card 12 times we've only made it out of that into the championship series three times so the braves were a major letdown had the uh, highest octane offense the game has probably ever seen and uh once again the braves shit the bed so stay in the truck Stay, Stay in the, the truck. truck. You know the worst part about that though is that, that yeah, I had nine to one on them. Yeah, that that was that part. was a terrible part too. <laughs> Jeff needed that, but but everybody was was on the Braves pitching staff, especially late in the year. They couldn't stop anybody, and and you know what, the Braves pitching staff showed up. Like when you lose yeah. two of your three games, they, they 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 the pitchers lost one game. Yeah, in that series, but those other two games, when you give up three runs, and you don't. Get. And you have the highest scoring offense in the history of baseball. 
You got to win those games. Those well, guys I mean, got to step up when those. So games. you know that's yeah. been the big talking point here lately is. Will Major League Baseball make that adjustment where you don't get a week off? And will they reseed who you play? Because had they reseeded, the Braves would have caught the Diamondbacks and and not the Phillies to start off with. You know, and, and they're talking about, you know, is this week off? And look, who was it? Uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay out. Uh, the Dodgers out. Yeah. Dodgers out. Dodgers yeah. out. They, they won game. They won. Braves won one game. The other ones the didn't other even sh- win a game. Yeah. They got swept. Swept. Yep. Orioles. Yep. Done. Swept. Yeah, it was so, like the five highest teams with the record in baseball all went out. Braves, they, yeah, yeah. Won, they won one game, and that was the Braves with that miracle catch by Michael Harris to yeah. throw yeah, out Bryce play. Harper. Yeah, That's yeah. right. MLB, <laughs> stay in the truck. They're going to have to figure out something. <laughs> you know. figure There's too out. many teams, man. Baseball don't need 12 teams. They don't need 12 teams. You play 162 damn games. They should be able to right. figure it out. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Either cut the season short and start the playoffs early or do something, but 162 games and then it's over. Yeah. I mean, they got to figure out something. Yeah, so. it's tough. I agree. Well, I'm going to go back to the well with mine, with my good friend Dabo. <laughs> <laughs> Dabo has just been a fucking punching bag. I, I think at the end of the season. He between, needs a, between Dabo and the NCAA. Dabo <laughs> needs an Everlast t-shirt so yeah, he can just we'll, put it on. He can just we're we're going to total up the, the Stay in the Truck Awards at the end of the season, and we'll have to send him an award or something. <laughs> Most SITTs. So I was listening to some podcasts today, and I heard two of them talking about Dabo, Dabo's conference. His uh, whatever they call it, the Tiger Conference or whatever he had today, Tiger Calls, whatever they call it. Yeah, Clemson's off to a four and two start. You know they totally crapped the bed against Duke, and you know Duke manhandled them, and then they had that fiasco with Florida State that evening up there a couple of Saturdays ago. So Dabo's on his Monday night radio show called Tiger Calls. He's responding to some of the negativity from the fan base. And I'm quoting this, okay? This is quotes. If you don't go undefeated, this is Dabo. If you don't go undefeated, people say you're losers, that you're terrible. It's such a terrible mindset, which I'll give him props. He's right for that, right? Then he says, and honestly, maybe we need to lose a few games and lighten up the bandwagon. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Hey, you know that job you wanted at uh, in Tuscaloosa to uh, retire from? That uh, I think they that that application's been pulled. Yeah, we should the, let others win occasionally. What in the hell? What head coach would ever say that? I mean, this dude he didn't say that when he was signing that contract for 115 million damn dollars no. two years ago. We're gonna win every damn game, right? Did you go <laughs> every now and then. You need Listen. to pump the brakes. <laughs> Yeah, so Dabo, stay in the truck. Stay Stay in the the truck, truck. Dabo. That's it for this week's show. We really appreciate you tuning in. Please remember to like, subscribe, and leave us some comments. Let us know how we're doing. Stay in the truck. Stay in the truck.